A closer look at a PCR. The example above is a, P, is a paper PCR. In Georgia, a thing of the past. In 2012, Georgia PCRs were completely digitally dragging the EMS community of Georgia into the computer age. From the written PCR above, you can see how poor handwriting could make this document extremely hard to read. Anatomy of a PCR. Whether the PCR is paper or digital, the data being obtained is pretty much the, the same. The call address, medic crew, the dispatching times will usually be the first information provided on a PCR. The patient's name and address is usually found at the, at the top of the report as well. Next is the dreaded narrative. EMS personnel often struggle with their ability to write a reasonable narrative. Georgia EMS Academy students fare much better when writing PCR narratives because they understand patient assessment supremely better than other EMS personnel. Using the framework of, pa of patient assessment, one could understand the details of the narrative was trying to capture. Narratives are generally written in the spoken word with very little medical terminology. Radio codes and nicknames for various types of patient situations should never be used when writing the narrative of the PCR. The use of abbreviations is acceptable so long as they are agreed upon, there are generally a list of acceptable abbreviations. Being able to quote the patient or bystander makes the document much more readable. It is never necessary to type in a blood pressure or other vital signs in the narrative. Vital signs, history, medications, and allergies are typically considered data and will be selected from a drop-down list. A patient care report should be, in one word, accurate. Document Accuracy depends on the information provided, both narrative and checkbox, being precise and comprehensive. All checkbox sections of a document must show that the medics attended to them, even if a given section was unused on a call. Be sure that all medical terms, abbreviations, and acronyms are properly used and correctly spelled. If you're using paper patient care report, be sure that the handwriting is legible, meaning that the handwriting, especially in the narrative portion of the document, can be read by others without difficulty. Check box marking should be clear and consistent from the top of the page to all underlying pages. The documentation should be submitted in a timely manner. Timeliness often depends on where you work. Documentation should be completed ideally before the EMT or paramedic handles tasks subsequent to the patient interaction, like going to another call. Since the patient care report is a legal document, the document should be unaltered. This means that after the report was submitted, no other additions or changes are to be done. While writing the document, should the EMT or paramedic make an error, a single line should be drawn through the error, initialed, and dated. Should alterations to a document be required after the document has been submitted, follow the following guidelines. Write revisions to documents on separate report forms. Note the purpose of the revision and why the information did not appear on the original document. Note the date and time. Revisions should be made by the original author of a document. When the need for revision is realized, it should be done as soon as possible. Acceptable methods of corrections include rewriting the narrative on another patient care report and attaching it to the original. This can be accomplished with an addendum or other similar form. Deletions or additions are accomplished on a new form. If you need more room than what the PCR will allow for, utilize a supplemental or equivalent form and attach it to the original. 
The document should have a professional quality about it. Therefore, you should refrain from including non-professional extraneous information. Non-professional extraneous information is more of a matter of opinion than anything else, but always avoid the following. Jargon. Specifically jargon that nobody could possibly know. EMS or medical terms are acceptable, while frequent flyer or crispy critter would be considered jargon. Slang. Unless you're quoting a patient all crunked up, would probably be an example of slang. Bias. Bias means that your documentation reflects a narrower point of view than is necessary to convey the message. Libel or slander. Accusatory or derogatory statements that have the intent of defaming the object of your writing. Irrelevant opinion or impression. Be like Dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am. Keep it clean with soap. The standard format for all medical communication is SOAP. SOAP stands for Subjective Objective Assessment Plan. Subjective. Subjective information is information relayed by the patient, bystander, or other person. Subjective information includes the patient's complaint, their medications, allergies, etc. If this information came from the sample survey, it is subjective. Objective. Objective information is information either observed or measured by the EMS crew. This could be observations made by taking vital signs, what was seen or heard during the patient examination. Assessment. This is typically what the EMS provider perceives it to be the primary problem the patient is experiencing. This is where the differential diagnosis could be included in the narrative. Plan. What was either considered, ordered, or executed in terms of treating the patient. Subjective plus objective plus assessment equals treatment. A good way to look at the narrative is to analyze what the EMS crew perceived to be the patient's problem based on the assessment. What the patient told them, subjective, combined with what they saw or measured, objective, should allow the EMS provider to formulate an opinion. The treatment should be commensurate with the perceived problem. Using such a philosophy, the interventions of the EMS crew can be judged as adequate or not.